Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 302. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. As always, I'm joined by one of the magnificent members of the Blueprint Live Online team. Learn more about Blueprint Live Online, an amazing 16-week course, plus all of the content over at blueprintmcat.com. Before we jump into our episode today about thinking like a cars pro, did you know that a free account over at blueprintmcat.com will give you access to an amazing study planner tool that will help you understand everything that you need to be doing between now and when you take the MCAT. Go over to blueprintmcat.com, sign up for their free account and get access to their study planner tool today. Let's go ahead and jump in and say hello and learn about thinking like a cars pro. Hunter, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. What's going on? Oh, you know, chilling out, maxing, relaxing, cool. Chilling out. Uh, HR apparently hasn't heard our last episode or else they wouldn't let you be back today. Uh, but nope, we're keeping it hidden from them. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Thanks um, for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Yes. We, um, we every day, jump into our car and start the engine, as they say in NASCAR. Uh, yesterday, as we're recording this, was the Daytona 500 drivers start your engines. Those guys think like race car pros. Today, we're going to think like MCAT cars pros. That's the idea. Um, think like a pro. That's the new series that we're going with. Uh, I'm excited. How does one think like a cars pro? Um, first of all, like that was beautiful. That was like it's such a good intro and segue. That was I, I didn't even know the Daytona. You've done your research on this. That was <laughs> wonderful. Um, how does one be a pro? Honestly, whatever you did to prep that intro right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anybody who isn't familiar with me or hasn't caught, you know, our episodes together or anything like that before. Uh, what's up? My name's Hunter and right. I'm a Blueprint MCAT tutor. I've been doing this for like 10 years. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's a long time. I've got a lot of gray hairs. So if you're listening to the podcast, you don't have to watch them. That's good. Um, so you're yeah, saying Ryan, it takes I, 10 years to become a pro. Like that's, Honestly, that's for some people, it feels like that. <laughs> and it, it doesn't have to be that way. That is my number one thing that I want people to walk away from this feeling like. Um, so, so real talk, Ryan, I think this is probably one of the hardest things for students in general to just prep for because there's no content, right? And I yeah. know you're I, like, I'm a little bit more in the weeds when it comes to like day in, day out, like teaching and, and tutoring and stuff like that. But I'm sure you get tons of cars questions anyways, right? Yeah, all the time. It's, it's, it's like a nightmare for students. Um, yeah. 
give us some gross formulas and like a list of organs to memorize. That's fine. Whatever. Krebs cycle, easy peasy. But give me a, sure. a, a paragraph about poems, a poem about poems even. And like, no, forget it. I'm out of here. Um, let me, I'm going to be such a punk. Let me throw it over to you for two seconds. Why yeah. do you think cars is besides that? There's no science. Like why do, why do students hate it so much? Uh, because there are people like us out here that say that cars is really hard for people. And so they take that into the test and they, they live up to that. Uh, right. We, we have data that shows if the teacher says, Hey student, this test is really hard for people like you, whatever that may be, then they live into that. And so we're out here going cars is the hardest. And they're like, "Uh Oh, cars is the hardest. And, and I, I wonder how much is that that's true because I, I see this day in and day out where we have a student who, who uh, the typical kind of formula is an ESL student who uh, we, we know historically does worse on the MCAT because of their, their non-native English speaking mm-hmm. skills but they're out there scoring 130s on the sciences and they have like a 123 in cars. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you understand the MCAT. You have enough critical thinking in English uh, to understand what that test writer is asking and how the questions are presented. You are one who's living into this theory that cars is really hard for ESL students. And so you're sitting there during your car section going, oh my gosh, this is really hard. Yep, oh yep, Ryan said it was gonna be really hard. Hunter said it's gonna be really hard. And then they do poorly. Yeah, I um, it's basically it's uh for all those psych uh students that are currently studying for that section of the test, it's teacher expectation theory almost, right? Um, but no, I, I can't agree with you more. And in fact, that's one of the things that I try to do more often than not with my students is start off by saying, hey, uh, my two favorite subjects are cars and physics. And those are normally, and OCHEM is like the other scary one, but those three, that's like the trifecta of doom for a lot of us. And it shouldn't be like physics. Number one, if you really understand the concepts behind all the equations and stuff like that, and you don't just wrote memorize, then like it's the most intuitive of all the sciences, like balls roll down hills, you know, roller coasters do loop de loops. Like I know this, it's going to happen, right? So the intuitive Dude, nature you, of physics. You, you can't talk about physics without friction on an inclined plane. Come on. <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? Where's the normal force? It's perpendicular to the, anyways. Um, so, <laughs> geez. Um, so, so yeah, I try to do that with all of my students is like make the worst parts of the MCAT almost like your best friend and like the best parts of it. And yeah. um, I, I mean, ask any of my tutoring students, I have this weird like pseudo masochistic relationship with like wrong answer choices on like full lengths and stuff. I'm like, Ooh, thank you. May I have another? Cause like it's, it's all mindset. It's like, yeah. you look at every question that you get wrong as like, okay, cool. This is an opportunity for me not to miss this type of question in the future. And Love like it. it triggers like a, a, like a reward mechanism in your brain. Then like, you know, it, it's the whole process is less painful. Um, same yeah. thing for cars. So I try to tell my students, I love cars because it is an open book test. First of all, and second of all, it's just all critical thinking. That's all it is. Um, what, what do you mean by I, open book test? There's it, there's no outside information. So every single answer and every question, it's all going to come explicitly from the paragraphs in front of you in cars. Like even if, even if, and I actually think this is one of the harder situations for a lot of students that are more inclined to, to sciences. If you're like a bio student and you're reading a passage that's talking about like global warming or ocean acidification or something like that. Like you probably have a ton of outside information about this topic. And at this point, it's almost cliche, but everyone says don't bring any outside information to cars, even if it's a topic that you know, 
Because if you do that, you're immediately going to be tempted for trap answers. It is 100% just the paragraphs in front of you. I don't even care if the author is saying that like ocean ocean acidification is uh, a hoax and global warming is really just because the moon is getting closer to the sun or something like that, right? It doesn't matter. That is law and that is the absolute truth for like the next 10 minutes while you're doing this passage. So the passage is everything in cars. That's the first thing I think a lot of students need to recognize is like, it's not so much reading between the lines or like trying to assume what the author is thinking, but just literally, hey, what do they say? Like, what is paragraph one telling you? Question one. But doesn't that make, that's why it's scary is because it's in the passage. I can't go and study my, my, uh, MCAT physics cheat sheet where I memorize the formulas and go, oh, this question is this formula. Let me just plug and play. It's, ooh, it's this huge wall of text that I have to understand. First, first of all, I, I think if if the MCAT, if the AAMC was really nice, they would break up paragraphs into how we normally use paragraphs nowadays. Not the paragraphs are three to five sentences. It's like every two sentences is a new paragraph. It just makes it easier. I wish, I wish, like hand of God or whoever, right? <laughs> if if the AAMC would allow me to format paragraphs in the in the MCAT. I bet you there would be a change in the car section to go. I want it. I want an extra paragraph here. I want an extra paragraph here. Oh, great. Now I can actually read it. I I have noticed for me, and I wonder if there's potentially some accommodation stuff that people can research. I I have, I don't have it down here with me. I have an e-reader, right? I I have learned, um, I I'm not a good reader. Uh, I didn't read books growing up. I, I never, uh, read for pleasure. During med school, I really, really struggled with staying awake when reading, right? We have these huge textbooks that are just pages and pages and pages of like size 10 fonts that is like super tiny sitting there with a magnifying glass trying to read it all. And and it would just put me to sleep. And regular books are the same way. So I I listen to most of the books that I read nowadays, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. Um, And I've started to enjoy more fiction stuff. What I found more recently with my e-reader is, oh, if I make the text really big so that there are far fewer words on the page, my brain doesn't get distracted. I don't get mm-hmm. discouraged um, with with eye tracking stuff of like, oh, shoot, where was I and this and that. I could just scan. If there's like two or three words on a sentence and there's like five or six sentences on a page, I'm like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm sitting there pick, clicking a little button on the e-reader. And I'm just like, yep. I can read it. I can understand it. So I wonder if there's some accommodation stuff that would that may help students uh, with that. Random that would tangent. Be, um- no, I've only looked into um, I've only looked into timing accommodations. I don't know anything about like font or anything like that. So let, let's like put a we'll we'll put a pin in that and talk yeah. about that next time. Yeah, um, there, there actually is. Like, I don't know if you know, there's there is a dyslexia font out there. And I use that on my e-reader sometimes. Um, I, I've never been diagnosed with dyslexia. I don't think I have dyslexia, but uh, it helps. It just helps like keep my eyes where they need to be going. So I actually love everything that you're saying right now. Um, I, I, I'm going through college, very similar story for me, right? My undergrad like that. Um, it, I was ADHD and stuff like that. And so like, it was hard for me to same thing, focus on textbooks. I loved reading for fun, but that was like, to me, it was completely different. But like, as soon as I was actually prepping for the MCAT, it would be two in the afternoon and I would crack open like my chemistry textbook or something like that. 
um, from my set of 10 textbooks that I was studying for the MCAT, right? Because this was a very long time ago. We didn't have all the awesome stuff that Blueprint has. Ha <laughs> ha! Anyways. Um, and like, honestly, it'd be two in the afternoon and like 10 minutes into it, I would immediately start doing like the, the woodpecker, you know, where you're like head bobbing and stuff like that. So I know exactly where you're coming from. And like going back 10 minutes ago to what you said, that's actually one of the reasons why ours and why like the fact that there is no outside studying required is brilliant. So like, Number one, you don't have to fall asleep during textbooks to get a perfect score in cars, right? It's just, do you have both critical reading and critical thinking? And those are absolutely trainable skills, absolutely trainable. So what you were talking about with like, uh, just going through paragraphs as a slog and like, same thing, I would get distracted. I would bounce like, you know, my eyes would just dart. Like I would go to paragraph three for two seconds or something <laughs> like that, or I would reach the end of the paragraph that I was currently reading realized that I was thinking about some random thing about how like my wrist is cramping up or something (laughs) like that. And then like, I didn't actually read the previous four like sentences. Right. So all of these things are like the common pitfall traps that like all of us experience, but none of us like have ever kind of, I want to say none, no extreme answers cars. Right. A lot of us haven't sat down and actually like diagnose just like what are our bad habits and our bad ticks that we tend to do when we're trying to read this, especially when we're trying to read something that we're not interested in. Right. So my next really big tip that just perfectly goes along with all of this after number one, don't bring any outside information. Number two, you have to try to make it interesting. That's like your first line of defense. We've got other things. If you you just can't, but like if you can go into it and I do this all the time, my tutoring students make fun of me, but like I will read out loud in like voices essentially. Um, so like if it's like a naturey one, right? I'll do like an old David Attenborough. I'm pretty sure I did my <laughs> David Attenborough on this podcast and I almost got banned for it. So I won't do it again. Yep. But I'll do like voices or something like that. I'll also um I don't know if there's an actual term for it, but I like sub vocalize and I actually like read out loud to myself sometimes. So that really helps me what you were saying like stay focused on the actual words and just like the word that I'm currently on and maybe the couple in its peripheral, you know, the the next two in front. I don't do that like chunking thing that I, I don't feel like I, I actually retain much from that, but like I sub vocalize and almost like whisper to myself. And then it's like, I'm narrating a story and my brain follows stories way better than just like reading chunks of text. So like that's the, the big tip number two, that's kind of like weird and esoteric is like, you have to change the way that you think about these things and try to make the passage entertaining in some way yeah. or another. So, so here's a, um, the the quote that ties perfectly together with this it's a it's a walt whitman quote uh that ted lasso popularized be curious not judgmental right yeah i think so many people open up the cars they read that first passage and they go crap this sucks this is terrible oh my gosh i hate this topic Ah, like this is 14th century english writing and i don't like like, don't judge it. Just be curious about what the words are going to say. Be curious about what potentially the test writers may pull from what you're reading. And that small mindset shift. Thank you, Ted Lasso. Um, I can't. I can't wait. March fifteenth, season season three is starting. Ooh, so so excited. Um, anyway. Um, so I've been yeah. watching the Wrexham documentary to like get my soccer fix of like people I love. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think, I think that's a huge part of it. That's, um, I a hundred percent agree with you. I, um, my first job out of college was I worked for a nonprofit for a little while and it was, a, it was the Arizona science center. It was like a, 
children's education facility. And that was the number one thing that I tried to instill is just like curiosity and like asking questions is the best thing in the world. And like it was plastered on the wall, so on and so forth. And I think I like internalized Ch- children's it. Children's education. Is this a juvie? Is that no, no, no. It was like a, it's like a one of, you know, one of those science museums. Oh, it's like so, four okay. stories. Yeah, yeah. They I thought that was code center. word for, for a... No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. It's like an informal, you know, family comes and I would do like chemistry demonstrations okay. or like dissections and stuff. It was very cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but and that was like the first four years out of college. I was like pretending to be Bill Nye. It was rad. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm broke because it's a nonprofit. <laughs> um, um, no, I love that place. Double AMC is a nonprofit. They're, they're not broke. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Double AMC. Um, you're, not, you're not making a young 20-year-old hunter feel better. <laughs> and no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. And like that that kind of like mindset shift is super important, not just for, for cars. Right. But like it carries into almost everything. It's what we were saying. Like, you know, every time you get a wrong answer choice, kind of be excited about it and train your brain to be happy that way. Like little things like that. If you just, every time you get a wrong answer, it just like, it's like a a knife to your heart and a gut punch. You're like, Oh, Oh, I'm never going to, Oh, (laughs) then like, and then you do that for months you're just training yourself to believe right. it. So like yep. little things like that. You want to know one of the the corniest acronyms that I used to have with my my 8 to 10 year old students learning yeah. about, you know, photosynthesis. Um, fail is an acronym. It's your first attempt in learning something new. F-A-I-L. So like I, I tell all my students because the question always is like, hey, I watched this video and then I did 10 questions on it and I missed a bunch of questions. What's going on? I'm like nobody... Nobody just watches a video and then has it memorized, right? Like the whole thing is like, you have to go fail. You have to go belly flop and fall face first. And then like teach yourself, why did I get this wrong? How am I going to correct it for next time? Like, it's like, it's Alfred, man. Like, why do we fall down Bruce Wayne so we can pick (laughs) ourselves back up? Yeah, I got an impression in here somewhere. All right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you can adopt that for cars, honestly, it makes the world a difference, especially like, because the answer explanations are so... intangible you know it's just like well the author feels this way and this is how you can kind of infer and like it's not hard sciences with numbers or anything like that so you really have to have an open mind read the explanations and like kind of change the way that you're thinking about it you don't change the answer you think it's the opposite you need to change the way you think so that you go oh yeah this answer does make sense (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah so so be curious not judgmental um leave leave all of your outside knowledge any anything else that we're forgetting um just i i really just want to do another example on the be curious thing because i do think it's so important like i was just doing a passage with one of my tutoring students over the uh last week right and it started off and it was basically like a, a hypothetical summary of Tennyson's poem about grieving right and that's how the first two three paragraphs start you're just like oh my gosh it's awful And then at the end, we're talking about dragons and magic and like people coming back from the dead. And it was super rad. Like it took a really cool turn at the end. And like me and my student, we were doing it together for the first time. And both of us were like, all right, so that that actually kind of turned out pretty cool. And then she rocked it. So you never know what you're going to get by the end of a car's passage. Um, It's like a box of chocolates. Yeah, exactly. Life is like a a passage of cars. It's like, oh, no, everyone just jumps off a bridge. (laughs) So, um, I do have one actual other like big tip if you're going to be a cars pro. Um, and this one way back to what we were talking about in the beginning of this conversation with, um, 
there are no, like when it comes to cars versus physics, right? Physics, oh, I see there's a ball rolling down a hill. They're giving me mass and velocity. This is kinematics, right? Whatever. I see a circuit. Obviously, this is electrostatics, blah, 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 blah. Um, you can kind of do that with cars too. And I would think this is kind of the the thing that'll separate like the 90th percentilers from like the 95th percentilers and above, right? Is if you can read a question stem and go, okay, they're using these words, they're giving me this information and they're pointing me to this part in the passage. And if you can synthesize that in your head, like as you're reading the question and like the first 10 seconds, you already have a plan of attack because you go, this is a AMC skill one foundations comprehension. It is a author opinion and they're pointing me to paragraph three. Boom, I'm going to get my answer in like less than 30 seconds. That kind of like training can happen. And like, that's, that's one of the other... That's one of the the more studying parts of prepping for cars other than taking your time going through each paragraph individually, training yourself how to read like critical reading and these really complicated passages. Uh, able to summarize it quickly in your head and get through it and have a, a general understanding of it. Like those two other things I think are the really important. You marry that together, you're going to aces, aces. Cars is going to be your highest score. Canadian schools are going to be fighting for you left and right. It's going to be great. All right, so there you have it, Thinking Like a Cars Pro. Hopefully this was helpful to get you to start thinking like that Cars Pro. We will get you to where you need to be on your MCAT test day with this podcast free every week. So don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to check out the Blueprint MCAT's free account and get access to that amazing study planner tool. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.